Hello and welcome to the iPhone Life podcast. I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher of iPhone Life magazine. I'm Noah Seamson, the COO of iPhone Life magazine. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, senior web editor of iPhone Life magazine. Each week we bring you top tips, best apps, great gear from the iPhone world. Uh, we're really excited to have Noah here. Is this your first podcast, Noah? I think it's my third. Third podcast. He's a veteran. <laughs> he's, a, he's a pro. Great memory, David. Great yes. memory. I think usually Noah fills in for me, and so I don't know that we've Could been be. on the podcast at the same time. Could be. Uh, so the reason why Noah's here is he has a new Apple Watch. He's got the cellular version. Uh, Sarah also has a new Apple Watch, the non-cellular version. So we are going to talk about Apple Watch today and first hands-on impressions of it. Uh, Before we get started, though, I want to take a minute to tell you about our sponsor, Videoblocks. Uh, Videoblocks is this really great service for professionals. If you ever are trying to create a video, a lot of times you end up with these little gaps where you have someone talking, you have audio, but you don't want to use the visual for them. And so what Videoblocks does is they have royalty-free stock videos. So they have videos from all different range of topics that you can plug into your videos to make them look professional, use as B-roll, and they're really affordable. So go to video... I always mess this up, so instead go to iphonelife.com slash podcast, and we will link to it. <laughs> it is videoblocks.com, but it's there's like, I think it's slash iPhone Life or something. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, moving right along, uh, let's talk about our tip of the day. If you're not subscribed to our tip of the day newsletter, make sure you do so. It's free, and every day we send you an email teaching you how to get the most out of your iPhone and iPad and Apple Watch with a cool tip and trick. Uh, Sarah, what was your favorite uh, tip from this week? Uh, My favorite tip this week was how to pin a note to the top of your notes list because usually um, whether you're talking about your iCloud notes or like a folder Mm -hmm. with all the like notes in it, they're usually alphabetical. But that means if there's a specific note that you go to all the time, uh, for instance, this time of year I have notes that are basically lists of possible presents for people. Which is another tip. Do that. That's and, yes. <laughs> Yeah. So basically all year long, uh, whenever someone is like, ooh, I really like this kind of thing, I'm like, mm-hmm, like typing mm-hmm. that in. But of course, everyone's names are different, so I just pin them all at the top. If I'm shopping, I can just quickly access them. I also do that like with my workouts. If there's the workout I'm doing for the next couple of weeks, I might just have that one pinned so I don't have to search through and find it. There's lots of things you might want to pin, and it's really easy to do. You just open up your notes um, or the folder that it's in, whatever list that note is on, swipe right on the note, the name of the note, and there'll be a little orange box with a pin in it, and you just you know, tap that and it will move it to the top of the list. And if you decide you don't want it at the top of your list anymore, repeat that right swipe and tap the little pin icon with a slash through it. And it's really simple, but it's awesome. And like, I love the little tips that just really increase the utility of certain things. Very cool. So go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips, subscribe. 
Next up, we want to tell you about our premium subscription, iPhone Life Insider. iPhone Life Insider, you get emailed a daily video tip. You get access to our archive of over 800 video tips. You get access to our in-depth guides. We have an iOS 11 guide. tells you everything you need to know about iOS 11. We just came out with a new guide called the Productivity Guide, uh, and it walks you through all of Apple's built-in apps that you need to be more productive, such as the Calendar app and the Reminder app and those apps that are everybody uses every day but we all know we can use them better so this gives you lots of really practical ways to do that uh, you get a digital subscription to iphone life magazine and you get to email sarah and ask her your iphone and ipad related questions sarah what was your favorite question from this week um this was uh, a question about uh, that feature of the iPhone where it basically generates those little memory slideshows. Mm, I um, never use that. Yeah. Tell me more. Well, <laughs> this insider would like to not use them either because they say, would you please advise me how to stop photos from arbitrarily generating memories in iOS? Unfortunately, so, okay, that was all he said. Right. Okay. So, and then I say, unfortunately, you can't disable memories. Um, but, you know, they're in their own tab, and you never have to, like, open that tab. You never even have to look at them. Um, <laughs> and they don't impact how your photos are organized anywhere else. Um, so you can just ignore them. But um, if you really dislike, say, one of the slideshows it puts together, because it's just like, here's a bunch of things that happened on this day, and maybe it's a day, like, you know, I have a bunch of pictures from last year's CES. I don't really need to look at the pictures I took of the different products mm -hmm. they were showing. Um, so, but there are other things like, you know, like hanging out with my coworkers in Vegas. So maybe I, you can actually edit them or you can even delete it if like it's a collection of memories, like photos that you don't want together. Um, so you can either remove the individual photos by opening the memory and um, tapping select, and then you just tap on all the photos you want to delete and hit the trash icon. Or you can scroll all the way down to the bottom of the memory and delete it all together. So, but you know, if it's just but that's on like, an individual day, like the next day, it'll bring up a new memory for you. Right. So just never open that tab. It's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's but what I do. It, it, I have a feeling just out of lack of interest. That's what I do as well. It, it, but it is a complicated topic. I actually tend to enjoy browsing kind of on this day type things. I'll use an app called TimeHop, which is fun that does that and it pulls in Facebook and Twitter and all those things as well. But the downside of it is it brings in all those memories for better or worse. And so mm -hmm. sometimes you'll have a memory of on this day and it'll be this long trip you took with an ex like years and years ago. <laughs> you don't want to see that anymore. So it's definitely yeah. complicated. Your, your dead puppy. That's Aww, the thing that gets me every yeah, year on Facebook. Exactly. Right. Memories are sometimes good and sometimes you don't want to be reminded of them. So if you're someone who knows your risk of being reminded of things you don't want to be reminded of every day, don't look at that tab. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, and just a reminder to you, go to iphonelife.com slash insider to subscribe. Okay. Let's talk about uh, things we learned this week and complaints. Sarah, do you want to go first? Yeah, I want to complain. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> My iPhone keeps getting stuck in landscape mode. Oh, no. Yes. That happened to me sometimes. It's so frustrating, you know, like, especially I use the, the Messages app a lot and... 
if I just accidentally tilt my phone, the whole thing goes sideways and it's really not a very useful app in landscape mode in my opinion. And it won't go back to portrait mm -hmm. orientation. And I have to actually like go into the app switcher and swipe up on that app to close it out and then reopen it. What app did you say this was? This, is, this, this was messages. But it that happens, was happening to me with messages. It happens yeah. all the time. It's just that that's the most annoying instance. It's also really annoying when my home screen is in landscape mode. And once my lock screen was even in landscape mode, I don't even know how that happened. So I just, I've been keeping my phone, you know, locked in portrait mode, but then sometimes you do want your phone in landscape mode and you have to go and yeah. lock it. Yeah. And so, and it I don't It sounds even, like uh, it's iPhone it's an iOS 11 plus or 7 plus problem. Maybe. Because you had the iPhone 6 well, mine and you weren't having that problem? I can't even get my desktop to go sideways. In landscape, <laughs> so. But you have the iPhone 8. It's not working for you in the iPhone 8 at all? No. Uh, landscape? Yeah. I've never even tried. It will work. It could be. It probably will work. Off. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you put it in the lock. Uh, it, it happened to me too. And the thing that drove me crazy, in addition to that, was when it got stuck in landscape, it would then freeze, and mm. it would like I'd like if you turn off. What I found, Sarah, I don't know if this works for you. If I turn off my phone and turn it back on, it'll reset in the right mode, like not power all the way down, but just like quickly turn it off, turn it back on. Um, but it would when I did that, it would like take a while to do that and it would freeze for like 30 seconds which is really frustrating mm -hmm. all right i've got a complaint too uh, I'm, I'm i'm in a complaining mood too i have been getting a lot of we've all i think we've all this year been getting a lot of like auto calls from people yeah and, yeah. and for a while i had this app called true caller that would tell me if there was spam Number one, that app has stopped working. It doesn't tell me if they're spam anymore. Yeah. But number two, and most infuriating, they started using local numbers. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so now, because for a while, if I just got a call from a number that I didn't know that was out of state, I wouldn't answer it. But now, if it's a local number, you're way more likely to an answer, which is why they do it. But it's really infuriating. I, they need to find a way to, I, I don't know, we need to like pass a law or something because it's driving me crazy. Yeah. I mean, there is an opt-out thing, but I don't know how effective it is. It's not because I've opted out so many times. <laughs> yeah, I basically, if, if, I, if they're not in my contacts, I don't answer the phone anymore. My understanding of it, and this is, I'm not sure if I'm right on this, so don't quote me, but I think that it's you cannot have a person call, but somehow they had an exception for robocalls, which is mm -hmm. why you get so many robocalls up front, but you don't get people on the phone right away uh and you go and you opt out of it you can like call the number back and opt out of it uh but then it's like from just that specific number and they'll call they use a different number every time so it's driving me insane so you don't think those like prizes you're getting for the like free <laughs> like resort stay are legit david i i'm not sure they are funny God. story actually so we just did a sweepstakes we have a really hard time giving the winner letting the winner know that they won our sweepstakes because yeah. everybody always assumes that it's a prank. <laughs> even though they entered. I mean, and even though they entered it and even though in the email, Noah's the one that usually notifies them and yeah. he writes a very personal email and in the email you say, this is not a prank, right? Yeah, I go through a number of uh, of steps to, to walk somebody through how it's, it's not a prank. You can go <laughs> to our site and look at the contest. You know, you... You opted in at this time and all sorts of things just to let people know. And I even guessed their name from their email, which sounds like something that a computer wouldn't do. <laughs> you know, so it's like I try and put in a couple of things and 
and can verify me personally so that they have a, a better hint. And but, we still have a hard time. Yeah. Multiple people have won the contest, but then just never replied. Yeah, fun fact. So if yeah. you get an email from us, don't ignore it. You may have won our new sweepstakes. That's right. Uh, and it's would an you, awesome one. Yeah, yeah, and we're picking the winner this week, FYI. All right, Noah, do you have a, a complaint or learning? Um, I have a learning. Uh, Raf just reminded me of this before we came in, and that is um, I recently upgraded my phone to the iPhone 8 mm-hmm. um, and gave my old phone to my son. And uh, set it up one night and didn't really have time to go through the process with him because he had already gone to bed. Um, And I went away to a soccer tournament the next day. So it was gone all the next day. And he was excited to use his new phone. So he pulls it out and he starts opening up all of his games and doing all the stuff. Uh, Well, I had neglected, you know, I had signed him into his iCloud account, but I had neglected to, um, to deal with and manage his Game Center ID. Uh, and so he logs into his favorite game and it's got him starting over. Mm. Um, disaster. Disaster. Yeah. And so End he's texting world. me in a panic mode. Like, <laughs> you know, what's happened to this? And I'm coaching soccer. I'm like, oh God, what do I do? Um, anyway, so I get back home and um, the way that Game Center works, it's, I guess it's also both a, a complaint and, and uh, something that I learned. The way that Game Center works, once you've started a game, you can't then clear that game out of Game Center. Yeah. And so he started his new game uh, associated with his Game Center ID. And the problem was he hadn't signed into Game Center on his original phone. Okay. And so because he hadn't signed in, he started up his new phone. There wasn't uh, sort of that record of the old game and center. So it overrode so it, it start with a new, new game. one, uh, which means that I couldn't then assign his old game to that game center ID. So what I did learn, however, is um, you can have a different iCloud account than your game center ID. So I created mm. a new iCloud account associated a game center ID with that. Um, and then turned off his iCloud Game Center, or sorry, turned it on the old phone, assigned his new game to the new one, uh, opened up the new phone, got rid of his old Game Center ID, put in the Game Center ID that I had just created and assigned to his old phone, uh, and then ended up with his game on that phone. So it was a bit of a lengthy uh, process, and he was panicked the whole way. But you saved the day. Good but job. we saved the day and got it working. And this is an important exception to the rule that we always say, which is that your Apple ID is going to be tied to everything and don't have multiple Apple IDs because you get really confused. This is an exception to that, I guess. Yes. Exception to every rule. I, I also ended up with a separate iCloud account and Apple ID for my purchases, which you can mm. also split uh, because I had started way back when you know it was at Mac.com. Oh, yeah. So I had an at Mac address and, um, and associated all of my purchases at that time with my at Mac address. Um, and then iCloud came out and they sort of said they were the same thing. And at one point I signed into my, uh, my email address with, with iCloud. Um, and then that one got associated with all of my oh, other settings yeah. See, and my this email is the and stuff like that. This but it the wasn't nightmare. actually quite the same thing because I can log into both. But anyway, it allows you to have separate ones and, okay. and so it works out fine. It doesn't bother <laughs> me anymore. But for a while, I was very confused. And, and the reason why this came up is because one of our coworkers, Raphael, our CTO, had the exact same thing happen to him where he had invested money in a game a lot of money in a game and then it had been tied to a different apple id and he had he had lost all his progress and so he had to go do this process that noah had taught him 
Yep. It's all very interesting because I always wonder, like, who even uses Game Center? Yeah. And now I know. Now you know. Right. It's Noah. All right. So I want to real quick tell you about our second sponsor, Qmatics. So if you have an iPhone 8 or an iPhone 10, suddenly you have a phone that can be used with a Qi wireless charging pad, and you need to go find one. And so Qmatics is a great solution for you. Uh, they have the super fast charging solution that charges your phone faster, twice as fast, they claim. Uh, sleek black design. Uh, and so it's a great solution for you. And I need one too. So I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> uh, go to iphonelife.com slash podcast and we'll link to it. Um, so, okay, let's do this. Let's talk about Apple Watches. Yay. Um, so, Should we pull ours up? All right. So number one, first thing you'll notice <laughs> that actually uh, surprised me was that the cellular version has looks a little bit different, has that red dot. So if you're watching the video version, you can see it has the red dot. And mine doesn't. And, and Sarah's doesn't. So Noah, this is your first Apple Watch, correct? Yes, that's correct. What are your impressions so far? I'm really enjoying it. Okay. I'm really enjoying it. And definitely there are some areas um, where I'm enjoying it that I didn't expect and mm -hmm. other areas where I expected more enjoyment and I'm not getting it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I would say in, in general, very positive evaluation, but, uh, but also a little bit of a mixed bag. Um, and, and, I'm, and I'm approaching it from a very new sort of perspective. Um, when it first came out, I sort of gave it a little bit of a thought, but I really thought, you know, I just want to wait till it gets a little bit better, till the mm -hmm. battery life is longer. Uh, and, um, and so I purchased it really more because I, I felt like, uh, felt like I would enjoy it and appreciate it, but didn't really go through a list of all the things that I like wanted to get out of it. I had some things, I guess, in the back of my mind, uh, but really more approached it from a blank slate than than from a, a mission type of thing. Okay. Um, and I found that in general, the things that it's really excellent at are um, having time available, which <laughs> just like a watch, like a watch, which it's amazing. Bizarrely, it's for 15 years, my clock has been in my pocket, uh -huh. and so I've been really enjoying. Yeah, yeah I having agree. time I agree. Uh, more quickly available. So that's nice. Um, it's also really excellent at uh, notifications. Um, and that's something I wasn't quite expecting uh, as much, but it's really, um, it's really good at notifying you of different things. And I think a lot of that goes to the, uh, the taptic feedback mm -hmm. uh, and the variation within that. Um, so I've been, uh, I've been very impressed with sort of the ability uh, of the watch and that feedback uh, with the taptic engine to communicate something mm -hmm. um, and to then communicate something without me necessarily even having to look at it which is nice. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and uh, I feel very validated when you say that because that's the thing that I always say with the Apple Watch. I have, for the record, a Series 1. It, or not, not even, even. One, it's, it's the, the original. original Apple Watch, which I still love, um, although now I'm, I'm tempted now that I'm hearing all these good things. Uh, but that's the thing that it's hard to explain to people why it's so useful and it's not something you necessarily buy an Apple Watch for. But what my favorite thing is just having notifications on my wrist so I can leave my phone in my pocket. It's way more convenient. It allows me to kind of not have my phone out as much. Um, so definitely that, as, as well as just being able to see the time and the temperature and whatever yeah. else you have there really quickly. Yeah. So Sarah, you had the Series 1. No, I had the original. You had the original and you've upgraded. What right. made you decide to upgrade? Well, um, you know, I wanted to be able to track my swimming workouts. Okay. Um, but also, 
the battery life was really starting to be a problem. Mm. Um, like I couldn't track more than two hours of workouts okay. without the battery dying completely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so if I had a particularly active day uh, with like maybe two workouts instead of one, or I was just really active doing yard work or something, I, I often found myself having to charge my Apple Watch again. Interesting. Um, so th- that was really the main thing. Um, mm-hmm. I and, and I was also happy that I could put music directly, like more music directly on my Apple Watch and um, and then not need to have my phone. Um, and also, I know a lot of people are like, I can leave my phone at home and still be reachable. But I'm like, I can leave my phone at home and not be reachable. <laughs> so that's part of why I didn't want the cellular Apple Watch. Um, but you know, the main improvement I found is just the battery life. Okay. Hmm. Like I, um, I did like a, a really long workout the other day and, you know, took the dogs for a long walk and just, I'm, I tripled my activity goal. And yeah, no, we get it. You're super well, active. No, I'm giving you a hard time. It's just, I have to give you a hard time every time we usually, talk about this. Usually I would have had to recharge my Apple watch and it would be dead by the time yeah, I went to sleep. Right. Absolutely. It was at like 60% nice. when I went to bed yeah. that night. Uh, and the other main thing that I was hoping to see in the Apple Watch that I'm curious about, is it noticeably faster? No. It's not. No, I have not found it to be faster. Okay, because that's to me, like the, with the Series 1, it's there's times when it's pretty slow, or the original, I should say. There's times when it's pretty slow to pull up a, a new app or something, that, especially third-party apps. You haven't noticed it to be better? Not really, but to be fair, I don't... I don't use third-party apps that much. I still don't find them all that useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly use it just for notifications and fitness tracking. Okay. Just in, in looking online but before I purchased, I did watch numerous videos of the two side-by-side. Side. It, it is noticeably faster from a comparison standpoint, but it could be from a usability standpoint it that it doesn't actually day-to-day. affect your yeah. usage of the watch that much. And have you been using third-party apps at all, Noah? Uh, I have been using some third-party apps, um, and but similar to Sarah, I also find that like a day and a half with heavy usage is pretty typical in terms of the battery life, um, and oftentimes I'll go two days without uh, without having to charge oh, wow. it, which is really nice. Wow. Mm-hmm. And what made you decide to go cellular? No. Um, it, it originated from, uh, from coaching. I do a lot of, uh, soccer coaching with a bunch of kids and you end up, uh, you know, running around the field and, um, there's always sort of an awkward thing of like, are you, are you carrying the phone in your pocket as you're running around Mm -hmm. or do you stick it down on the side? And these kids, you know, they're, um, they're, uh, seven to, to 10 year olds. Um, and not super respectful of people's stuff. And they're stomping on <laughs> things with cleats. And so the idea of putting my phone down somewhere uh, where I could still sort of use it and connect with my wife about like dinner plans afterwards or something um, was sort of problematic. So I always ended up carrying my phone. And I thought, you know, it'd be really nice uh, to be able to reach my family and make a discussion, you know, have a discussion about what we were doing after uh, practice without. Uh, having to carry my phone with me. So really, that's where it came from. And ha- have you been happy you got cellular? Is it Has it been worth it for you? Yes, I, I have been happy that I got cellular. I think the in general, that that concept uh, has translated to any activity. Uh, so when I'm even when I'm not coaching and just playing soccer myself, it's nice to have the the ability to check in, uh, you know, in between halves or something like that. 
Um, it's also just been great for um, for going out on a bike ride and not necessarily having it and not feeling like you're mm-hmm. you're stuck with that. So I've really been enjoying that that general concept of being able to exercise without having something in your pocket or strapping it to your arm or something mm-hmm. like that. And Sarah, you decided not to opt for it because you like to go out. If you're leaving your phone at home, you want to be able to avoid right. extractions. Right. I mean, to be fair, if I'm out on the trails, like on a bike, I do bring my phone with me. Okay. I think it's a good idea um, to be able to contact people. But, you know, um, before my old bike was stolen, I had a little pouch on the front where I could put my phone. And so it wouldn't fall out. Um, there are mounts you can get. But, you know, I don't really need to use it for navigation necessarily. Um, so... But yeah, mostly I don't I don't like being called or texted while I'm working out, and I do have it set um, to automatically turn on Do Not Disturb. But as we established in the last podcast, there are certain contacts of mine who can <laughs> contact me even if Do Not Disturb is on. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, so yeah, I like to not be contactable. And Noah, you said there were some things you didn't like about it. What were some expectations you had that you felt a little bit disappointed in with the Apple Watch? I think the biggest problem I have, and it's sort of tied with something I enjoy. uh, Actually, there's two things that fall into that category. Uh, One is the responsiveness of looking at it and having the screen pop up for the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like to turn that sensitivity way up. I'd rather lose a little battery and when I look at the watch have it have mm-hmm. it turn on faster. Um, and so that little bit of a delay, I think, uh, bothers me a little more than I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. And I knew yeah. about it because I had so seen other people talk it, about it It may as well. make you feel better to know that um, people I know with different fitness trackers and things like that that have a raised awake feature, it's so much slower than the Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah. It's not a huge <laughs> problem, but it is something that I notice, and it's a little bit of a, huh, uh, just a just a mm-hmm. point. Uh, the other thing that um, that I really enjoyed, and I mentioned before, was the taptic feedback. Um, and I really feel like it's a strong potential that's underutilized. Uh, when you complete your rings and it has a certain type of vibration, uh, it's a it's a language and it communicates with you. Uh, you know that that's happening, and it feels very different than the other taptic feedback. Uh, and uh, and you don't even have to look at it, and, and you have that general understanding. I feel like that could be really amplified in so many different ways. Um, that you could create or select different types of taptic feedback for different types of notifications, whereas right now you're pretty much saying, I want to be notified by this, yes or no. Um, but you can't set like you would on your phone a ringtone or customize it in some way. And you may have a notification that's really important to you with the third-party app, uh, and you want to set something that is louder, essentially, in terms of the feedback on your wrist. Yeah. I mean, the possibility is there because in navigation, you get different types of taps for a left turn or a mm-hmm. right turn. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. definitely. They and, can do more with that. And I think it's a really strong, like, I'm, I'm so much more impressed with how that communicates with me than I, than I anticipated. Uh, but it immediately makes me want to take it to the next level and the next level and the next level. So I, just to talk about third-party apps again, Mm -hmm. I did just go and play with some of my third-party apps. It is a lot faster than my original Apple Watch, 
but not fast enough that it makes it worth mm. using them. <laughs> gotcha. Which is, that's part of what I was wondering is, I'm so out of the habit of using third-party apps on my Apple Watch because it's so slow that it's like, I don't know that I would have even given it a shot. You know what I mean? No, you said you use some third-party apps. Which ones do you use? Yeah, so um, I've enjoyed setting up a couple of uh, If This Then That oh, cool. uh, things on my, on my Apple Watch. Um, and I think more right now, it's it's a little bit of just a, a hobby type of thing. But it's fun to to walk through some of the possibilities. And that falls into, if you're not familiar with it, it's, you know, if you take this action, like I have a silly one set up for uh, when I enter uh, the office area, then it sends a Slack message to a specific channel saying I've entered the office area. I don't um, think I ever see I, that Slack, Slack channel. I'm, I've sent it to my own just oh, because okay. it's a private <laughs> private test. I don't necessarily want to share with everybody at this point. But um, but the concept of being able to do that is is something that I've uh, that I've enjoyed playing with. That's cool. Um, I've also uh, I was disappointed that I um, that there isn't an Apple Watch version for the um, let's see it's Under Armour now that has uh, the bike app. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what it's called either. Yeah, anyway, it's a, it's a bike app that... Map under, My Ride? Yeah, or? Map My Ride. Thank you. Um, and I was really hoping that with the GPS feature on the Apple Watch uh, and the ability to have a cellular connection, um, that I could do that with the Apple Watch and not bring uh, the phone with me to do the to do the Map My Ride stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I'm still got my fingers crossed that, that, they'll, <laughs> uh, that they'll do it uh, later. One small thing I wanted to mention is... In day-to-day use, I haven't actually noticed. I mean, the screen is a lot better, but I just really haven't noticed. Except for when I'm outside in bright light, mm. I can actually see my screen, and that's exciting. That, that is mm. nice. Okay, last question for you, Sarah. Were the, was there anything that you were hoping your Apple Watch would do better than your original one that you've been disappointed by? I was hoping that the third-party apps would be a lot faster mm-hmm. um, because there are some apps I would like to use um, I was hoping that because of all the improvements and the cellular that a lot more third-party apps, especially fitness tracking ones like Noah was saying, would have Apple Watch apps, and a lot of them still don't. Um, but mostly, I love my Apple Watch. I, I got it just to test it originally, the original Apple Watch, and I loved it so much. And I felt like even though there were new iterations, it was still just an amazing fitness tracker it was still better than all the other fitness trackers now clearly it's a smartwatch and those are like not meant to do all the things that an apple watch does but it was just even the fitness tracking of the original apple watch was in my opinion way better than the fitness tracking of the newest fitness trackers Mm -hmm. and and so really i'm i'm really i love this apple watch i don't find a huge difference in the fitness tracking capabilities except for with watch os4 for me, the new uh, OS is like way more exciting to me than the new mm. Apple Watch. And having the battery life, the battery life is really important. I kind of wrote this little like rant about battery life and how Watch OS 4 was not going to make a difference unless we had battery life. Well, we do. And Watch OS 4 <laughs> is awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, and I completely agree. I think that the Apple Watch sometimes gets a little bit of a bad rep because its sales, it's, it's not like it's a massive profit center for Apple in the way the iPhone is. It's certainly not a product for everybody, but I love it, and I think it's a great product. I'm... Yeah, I mean, if really, if I had to choose between, I mean, I did kind of had to choose between, we get, you know, 
a certain amount of like budget toward new devices. And so I basically did have to choose between getting the new iPhone right away or getting the new Apple Watch right away. Well, I have a new Apple Watch and I'll probably get a new iPhone in a couple of months. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Noah, how about you? Are you a convert? Are you, are you a believer? Um, I, I, I certainly feel like I'm on the path to, to being a believer. <laughs> my, my first impressions are very good. Uh, I'm very happy with it. Um, but I, I also haven't gotten in deep enough uh, yet to really to really know where it adds a whole lot of value other than than the areas that I've mentioned. Uh, but certainly, um, I'm excited about the prospect of leaving the phone at home uh, when when doing workouts and exercise and uh, and still having that connectivity. All right, and that brings us to our question of the day: Do you have an Apple Watch? Which one do you have, and why? And how are you liking it? Several layers of questions there. <laughs> we always appreciate your feedback. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Send your question, your answer to questions to podcast at iphonelife.com. Uh, and if you aren't subscribed to Tip of the Day, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tip. Go to iphonelife.com slash insider to subscribe. Uh, if you are so inclined, we really appreciate you leaving us reviews on our podcast on our podcast and the podcast app. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks everyone. All right, thank you.